Have you ever seen something from the corner of your eye that wasn't there when you looked? How about hearing from a friend of a friend that while they were hiking somewhere, they thought they saw something impossible? When they spoke to a ranger, there was always a vague explanation that left you unsatisfied. My name is Chris, and I'm here with my colleague Jack, and we're senior wardens for the Creature Conservation Initiative. We protect the world from the creatures of superstition and myth, but more importantly, protect those same creatures from the world. Hello everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Blink and Your Mythics. Hi! I'm here today with my colleague Jack again. Great surprise. <laughs> Jack, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. I've got a little bit of a tickly cough, uh, but so my voice might sound a little bit off today, but... Yeah, same here. Yeah, apart from that, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, and I'm quite excited about today's episode. Like, just a quick peek behind the curtain, guys. <laughs> Normally, we only tell each other about them, like, just beforehand. Sometimes, if, we need, if we've got a couple of questions or something, we might speak to each other a few days beforehand, but we we try to go for, as you should know, we try to go for creatures that I've either handled in my episodes, or that Chris has only handled in his episodes, very rarely do we cross over. But it's always a good idea, you know, just to ask, have you done this? Have you done that? Quick check on this a bit of information. But Chris has revealed to me what he's working on today, and you know what? I'm quite <laughs> excited to hear about this one, because I've had zero interaction with them before and we'll see if that's a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a bit of a special episode today in some ways a little bit of a tiny milestone on our way to world domination <laughs> it's actually the first time we do an episode on a creature that someone on the discord suggested so uh, oh yeah thanks to wild who wanted to hear about the succubus. Oh. And uh, I can probably tell, or Jack told you, he is uh, aware of what they are, apparently. And uh, most of you will probably heard something about them, because they're pretty popular in modern culture and media. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, their depiction is very uh, fetishizing in a way, and... Um, I'll try to keep it clean. I'm not going to turn this into Fifty Shades of Myth or something, <laughs> but uh, of course, of course, sexuality is uh, is uh, is an important part of this. So uh, if that's something you absolutely do not want to hear about, then maybe this is not the episode for you. But uh, yeah, let's get into this. This request is actually a few months old by now, um, and at this point, I want to apologize for the delay because it just took a while to prepare this partly because uh, there were different things in the pipeline and the other thing of course is that when when we talk about what are basically animals like the like the basilisk or something then we can decide what we tell you and all that kind of stuff but uh, the succubus is an intelligent self-aware creature person and uh and we didn't want to reveal too much about them to the world without their consent of course so there's been lots of back and forth with uh, different communities that we're in contact with and yeah i haven't personally been part of the process but uh yeah the the general gist is that uh 
we can talk about it as long as we don't disclose any like uh, I don't know too concrete details on where there are communities of them and stuff like that yeah it's um it's important I don't normally like to put in like this but it's important for everyone to know that we do deal with creatures that are intelligent to you know the equivalent and sometimes superior intelligences to us exactly you know it kind of depends and definitely after i've met some people i've definitely met some people who i'm sitting there thinking yeah that creature is definitely a bit more intelligent than you are but that's under a different set of circumstances <laughs> but because we are dealing with creatures that have their own societies and their own history with people we 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 don't contain them. We're not like rangers who are running over and telling them what they can and cannot do and how they interact with people. We are basically just acting as a conduit between people and these creatures, trying to keep them safe, trying to stop them from becoming a spectacle for people, trying to stop, frankly, some, some people will hunt these creatures, even though they are essentially human yes they will hunt them and obviously we cannot allow that and that's where the whole thing of we protect those same creatures from the rest of the world comes in very true very true yeah especially with uh, something that that has a history or rather a depiction in yeah, common culture and myths like mm. the succubus does there's a lot of uh, animosity especially in religious backgrounds yeah and uh it's a bit of a theme, isn't there, really? <laughs> it actually is, yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> that's why we are careful about this. Yeah, another reason why it took a while is because there is... There's a lot to untangle and unpack when, the, when it comes to the... To the history of the succubus as we know it today and how it is depicted in stories about it. Yeah. And... Uh, I'll tell you, we could do a whole series of episodes about creatures that are vaguely connected to this, and uh, maybe we might, you know, different names that may or may not refer to the same creatures, and others that are in a similar category. Like, uh, yeah, we don't need to delve into this right <laughs> now. I'm gonna name drop a few things here and there, maybe, but uh, I'll try to keep it um, more or less concise. Yeah. With that said. Let's start with what what are they actually? The succubus is pretty much humanoid, you know, uh, average height, average lifespan. They're pretty similar to us in most regards, to be honest. And uh, yeah, one of the defining things about them that is actually true from the uh, from the tales is their let's call it um, a high sex drive. <laughs> they are quite enthusiastic about uh, doing the thing <laughs> to a level that would be diagnosed as hypersexuality in any human, usually. Of course, there are exceptions, as there are always, but there's, there's a very obvious uh, trait they have. Yeah. And uh, this, even, this even reflects in their names, because there's, there's quite common knowledge. You, you've probably heard about this, but I just want to mention... Uh, the name succubus comes from Latin, and it's basically a combination of sub, which means under, and cubare, to lie. So basically, someone who lies underneath, and obviously that is uh, <laughs> in relation to 
uh, sexual positions. Yeah, certainly. And uh, here's the first point where it gets interesting because there is another word which refers to their male counterparts. So uh, succubus is typically female and their counterpart is the incubus, which is hmm. uh, yeah, basically the opposite. It's some someone who lies on top. Oh, okay. Because, uh, you know, traditionally... Uh, People yeah. couldn't handle <laughs> handle the scandalous idea of a woman being on top. <laughs> and uh, an interesting thing is that there does not seem to be a um, a neutral term, you know, like an umbrella term that uh, that he called both of them, like the species. It's it's very regional. There are different uh, different ways that people refer to their uh, species or yeah. race or whatever you would call it in that context. I've heard um, one common one is uh, the concubus, which is basically <laughs> in the same vein as succubus and incubus. This one would be to lie with someone do you or think next to someone. Do you think it's connected to concubine? Probably. I mean, it's probably a very, uh, very popular profession among them. <laughs> so, uh... I mean, we certainly can't uh, certainly can't say no to that. But um, yeah, I mean, Latin is a you know the more we, the more we actually go into Latin names, the more I sit there and think you know that, what Latin is really literal. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like there's there's is. no. There's no kind of like middle ground. <laughs> it's like yeah. under lie, top lie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, sometimes when people try to translate it today, they are very free in their translation. Like uh, <laughs> one that I found for Incubus was uh, Nightmare What Lies Down on One Whilst One Sleeps. And, oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had Latin in school. It's been a, It's been a while, but there's no way that this amount of letters means that amount of information. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, some people are free of an interpretation, aren't they, really? Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, well, well we, uh, neutral names. There, is, there are a couple more interesting ones. Uh, one is just uh, the cubus or cubi, like you just drop the prefix. Okay. And one interesting one that we're probably going to mention later because I didn't know how to structure this is the Karina. And that is a term that comes from um, Arabian mythology, which yeah. um, refers to a spirit that is that basically has sex with people while they sleep, <laughs> which is, you know, the common factor that uh, that they have with with succubi. And I mean, that's pretty much what the 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 myth is, isn't it? Really, the the whole legend yeah pretty much it's not entirely true but it is something that they can do yeah. if they want to but it's just usually they do not want to miss out on the physical part so it's okay. more like a okay like I'm, a I'm, I'm i'm not gonna lie i'm actually very curious about what else kind of drives them because again even within the cci those of us who don't really handle them uh, I mean, we've got to be careful of that word. It's <laughs> handling them. Those of them who, those of us who don't interact with them, it's probably a better way to put it. Uh, yes. You know, I we're we're human beings. We can we can very easily, unfortunately, get caught up in the mythology behind some creatures. It's you know, and yeah. even even we're not perfect. I mean, one of the things that we do on this podcast is actually 
look at the mythology. When we are in the field, we actually deal with what we have as the creature in front of us a lot of time. So, yes. as as you were saying earlier, you know, this took a while to go through because we don't, we're not encyclopedias of all the knowledge on these creatures. It takes us a bit of time. <laughs> exactly. We've got to learn it along yeah. so we can and teach it to you guys and then tell us tell you what's wrong or right. <laughs> and um, Definitely. I'm not going to pretend like the like the wardens don't sometimes fall back into some of the probably more adolescent ideas. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And of course, one problem is with uh, most of these creatures that we talk about is of course, there's a certain amount of truth to these myths. Yeah. That's why these myths exist in the first place. So it can be kind of hard to separate what's true from what has been added to the stories over centuries or sometimes millennia of uh, people talking about it. Yeah. And when you're not, when you haven't dealt with them personally or have no other hands-on experience, uh, yeah. Let's, let's not call it hands-on experience in this case, but you know what I mean? Yeah, when when you have not... There's no rescuing that. Uh, what I'm trying to say is it's sometimes hard to know uh, what is true and what's not. And especially when parts of them are true and just exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on with it because I have a bunch of notes here and uh, we're already quite some time in we're getting into it yes so there is a common perception that sex with uh, succubus will drain your soul or your life force or whatever the hell else and that is uh, let me just be clear here that is entirely a myth excellent the only thing that can maybe happen is exhaustion because <laughs> as i said they are very <laughs> enthusiastic fair enough I mean, of course, there have been incidents, but, you know, these things happen in humans as well. If someone has a heart condition and uh, gets too excited, then they... Uh, vigorous exercise. Yeah, vigorous yeah. exercise can uh, give you cardiac, cardiac events, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of exercising involved. <laughs> and uh, they mostly live among humans, and they have been for as long as... Uh, Either us or them are aware, apparently. And uh, they do tend to uh, seduce humans, as they do in the stories. Uh, partly mm -hmm. partly just for fun and partly for reproduction, because we are actually a part of their uh, reproductive cycle, which yeah. we'll get into later in some more detail. Excellent. But... Um, yeah, we've uh, we've mentioned a couple minutes ago that they can have sex with someone in their dreams, and that part is actually true as well. Really? Yes, they have yeah. a certain. As I said, it's not their main uh, method of operations usually, but uh, they have a certain connection to the subconsciousness. It's not. Okay. Uh, it's not like telepathy or something, but uh, interesting stuff. Of course, they have the whole uh, physical pheromone thing going on, yeah. which is uh, mostly the case in any creature that is uh, in any way focused on sex in any way, or even in just uh, alluring people. In just anything, it's that, always a common thing. Anything that really affects the uh, the psychology of a person. I mean, you were talking about squonk a few weeks ago having potentially up to pheromone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now that's a combination of creatures I didn't expect. <laughs> yeah, um, what was I going to say? Um, they have this ability to... Um, what's, what's a good way to put it? I would say they can kind of tickle your unconsciousness in a certain way. Okay, so... It's maybe the best way to put it. It's, stimulate uh, your unconscious mind. Yeah, stimulating is a good word. Hmm. And uh, of course, when you're asleep, then your subconscious is a lot more on the on the forefront, and that's how they can basically uh, interact with your dreamscape, if that's the right word. Okay. So that's definitely a thing that uh, that exists. Yeah. And yes, uh, seducing humans. Um, one thing that helps them a lot doing this is that they are limited shapeshifters. So again, we have a shapeshifter here, and uh, it's limited in the sense that they are not going to turn into a bear or a table <laughs> or something. They they keep their general assortment of limbs and even a mass, like they're not going to be uh, eight foot tall suddenly or something. Okay. But uh, you could probably call it cosmetic for the most part, like they can change their face skin tone to an extent the hair color and stuff like that and yeah that helps them uh, of course when they want to seduce someone it's very useful to be able to look exactly like what this person prefers you know what i mean i mean let's let's be perfectly honest here let's be perfectly honest here we don't do any uh we don't do anything like kink shaming around here if you like bears that's your thing go right ahead i'm not <laughs> gonna argue with that just unfortunately, Succubus ain't going to be looking like one, apparently. Uh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I knew where you were going, and my brain just went I'm out. also... I, I would advise against trying to have sex with a bear. <laughs> it usually does not end well. We'll see if that part stays in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... So, well, um, as always with shapeshifters, of course, there's a question of what do they really look like? Do they have a natural uh, natural state of being? And um, it's kind of complicated because they have certain... Um, they have certain traits when they are born. Like, they tend to yeah. have reddish skin color and, you know, sometimes they have... Uh, or they tend to have tails and claws sometimes okay. and that's probably the origin of the more uh, demonic depiction in uh, in history and um, you could probably call that their real look in in some ways but then again hmm. when you are a shapeshifter then that that term of what do you really look like it's it doesn't have quite the same meaning because yeah when you change your hairstyle, nobody's going to ask you, but what's your real hairstyle? And they can basically <laughs> change however they want to. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so basically some of them prefer a certain human-like look and uh, some prefer to change every day or week or some prefer to um, showcase their less human features. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, some are really proud of their of their wings, for example. Interesting. Which uh, which are more vestigial, so they're not gonna fly around, but it's a certain aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, getting into the history or depiction of them, it 
there's really a lot, a ton of similar creatures all over the place and all over time, which may or may not refer to the same kind of being. And even for us, it's not always clear which stories uh, are really actual creatures, because some of them even we haven't seen. Yeah. And we're not always sure if that's because they are just hiding so well, or maybe it's... Uh, it's like a mutated story that refers to something else entirely. There's always the chance, the very, very sad chance, that potentially it was actually a variation of the species, and before, prior to the CCI actually existing, they were, you know, made extinct as well. That's always the... Yes. That's the one, that's the eventuality that we don't like to think about, but... You know, such as reality, the CCI hasn't existed forever. And even then, we're not all powerful, so, um, mm. yeah, things do happen, and especially in uh, in older times have happened. Yeah. You know, anything that's vaguely demonic will not have had a great time in uh, medieval times. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, the church likes to call pretty much everything demonic, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, if it doesn't fit That's, in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I said, there's a lot of things that are connected to them, like, sometimes, uh, many people have heard about sleep paralysis demons, and there's oh, a certain yeah. overlap there because, because of the whole, uh, having sex in their dreams, uh, thing. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe there's some overlap there, and uh, of course there's uh, there's sirens, which are their which are their own thing, but in uh, folklore mm. they <laughs> sometimes uh, overlap a bit, and you know there are certain similarities like uh, luring people in uh, by seduction and yeah. other things, and there's a whole. A whole list I could go through with uh, creatures that are focused on uh, on sexual intercourse with humans, sometimes with more consent, sometimes with less. Yeah, I'm not gonna go too much into that. <laughs> it's um, uh, it's certainly um, it's certainly not uncommon. Let's say hunting practice. Yes. Uh, I think that's probably the right way to say it. Yeah, you could say it like that. Yeah, but th there are to some creatures we are prey. <laughs> yep, definitely. I mean, we've talked about others before, like yeah. your uh, white horse that doesn't exist. <laughs> true, people true. Into, uh, to eat them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, luckily there's yeah that ghouls. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of uh, creatures that do not like us very much, and uh, I mean the problem sounds like. Yeah, the problem sounds a little bit more like they like us a lot. Especially with barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hello everyone, it's Editing Chris speaking to you from THE FUTURE! Me not afraid. So you might be wondering what this little fade out here is about, and uh, the long and short of it is that this episode turned out a little bit longer than we had planned. Um. We tend to shoot for about half an hour per episode, and we're not too strict if we're a few minutes above or below that, but uh, and this one turned out a little bit bigger, and, uh, and so we decided to split it up into two parts. So 
congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode, which is actually the middle of the episode, but uh, yeah, this way you get two ends in one episode, which is something. I don't know what it is, but it's surely something. So this is the end, this is where we would usually do our little advertising segment, so I'm gonna do that by myself real quick. Uh, as always, follow us, give us a rating, uh, share it with everyone, and I don't mean everyone you know, I mean everyone. These things really help us out, the algorithm rules the world, you know these things. Also, there's a Discord that you can join, which should be in the episode description, and uh, yeah, there you can talk to people, which uh, sounds scary, but it can be nice. And uh, you can talk about the episodes that we've done. You can request any uh, creatures that you want to know more about. You could also request creatures that you'd like to know less about, but I'm not sure where I can help you with that. So this is going to be it for this episode, which is half an episode, but you get what I mean. Don't miss out on the second part, where you maybe learn why I like to spend my vacation in London. And I suppose this time it's not goodbye, it's see you in the next one.